This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI. I'm Mike Ross filling in for Dave, who is off today and Monday, and will return to the show on Tuesday. Yesterday, Queen Elizabeth II died at the age of 96. She was the longest-serving British monarch and Canadian head of state. Joetta, this is a topic that you have brought to us here today. So let me start by asking about your reactions and reflections to Elizabeth's time uh, on the throne. It is certainly the end of an era. I think that's what a lot of commentators are saying, the end of the second Elizabethan age. She has been, whether or not you bear a lot of affection for the monarchy or even the concept of the monarchy, she has been a fixture in people's lives. I think it's fair to say that there isn't a Canadian under the age of 17 that has been around, you know, uh, that has not had her as a reigning head of state. That is a lot of people who have seen her picture on the coins, on the $20 notes and on stamps. I have to note that while a lot of politicians in recent memory, um, certain U.S. presidents come to mind, have had uh, terms marked by a great deal of controversy in her seven decades on the throne. Queen Elizabeth, or the late Queen Elizabeth, has generally managed to avoid controversy. I will note that one commentator on the BBC said that what controversy she has been surrounded by is largely owing to her family. And we can get into that a little bit more as well. But she tried to embody a couple of ideas duty and service to the public and this idea that the monarchy as an institution was above day-to-day politics whether or not you agree with the sentiment that was certainly something that she tried to embody over her over her 70 years on the throne I want to just pick up on this idea about the sovereign as a family because I think with uh, her predecessors you generally got the monarch and maybe the people closest to the monarch uh, being active in public life. But I think under Queen Elizabeth, we really saw the royal family or the quote-unquote firm become more prominent in public life. And that might have been a good thing because if you're a monarchist, it raises the profile of the institution. But it was the, it might have been a bad thing because any scandal involving a member of her family uh, would then go and land on the queen as well. So... It's really interesting to reflect on her 70 years because the world has changed so much. When she came to the throne, we were still recovering from the aftermath of the Second World War. Winston Churchill was still in office. And now, of course, you know, she's gone. She's seen Great Britain and the Commonwealth through the Cold War years. And a lot of decolonization has taken place under her reign. So she has... Uh, as the monarch had 15 prime ministers in Great Britain, 12 prime ministers here in Canada. So she has seen a lot of people in come and go. And uh, of course, Justin Trudeau was, as you heard in the clip off the top of the show, the very last Canadian prime minister to pay tribute to her. Michelle? 
Joanna really took the words out of my mouth in terms of her, the, the, the significance of all this. Absolutely irrespective of how you feel about the monarchy, the fact is history was made yesterday. The longest reigning monarch in British history died. We are now getting a new monarch for the first time in many generations to the point where most generations don't even know how it's supposed to look when this process gets triggered. What you know, what steps have to take place for a new monarch to be installed. So all of these things are, are interesting to see, but I, I'm like with Joita in that I'm reflecting on exactly how fascinating the Queen's career has been almost as an observer of, of society. So much change takes place over seven decades anyway, but these have been a particularly eventful and tumultuous seven decades. So many rises of forces that she never could have fathomed when she ascended to the throne in the middle of the Second World War. We're talking about technological forces for sure, social ones. Um, absolutely fascinating. And, and through all of that turbulence, um, and we're talking not only about the things I just mentioned, but political turbulence in her home country. Uh, it's worth noting that the UK got a new prime minister and a new monarch within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but also family turbulence. Through all of that, she maintained a remarkably steady and consistent presence. You knew exactly what you were going to get when the Queen spoke in terms of the tone and the the vibe of what was going to be said. Um, she really, really did maintain that fixture and, and that position of herself as like the stable rock figure around which the other constitutions are formed, a regal presence, a very dignified presence at all times that was never really compromised. So absolutely, you know, apart, any, over and above anything you might feel about the monarchy as an institution or even her as a person. Uh, she was a very significant figure, and this is a moment in history. Yeah, and and that's sort of what I was getting at yesterday uh, on social media when I said that, you know, you you cannot question her sense of duty and country. Uh, And immediately someone slapped back at me and said, yeah, well, wasn't she tremendously racist? And I said, you know, was she involved in colonialism and and the, the, the British Empire? Absolutely. But it's not like you you can it, you can look at one aspect of her life and and acknowledge that her sense of duty and country is in my opinion unshakable while also being able to criticize another part of her reign and and the, the, a lot of people look at the 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 whole empire system and think oh my god like how is that still happening even today so um I, I continue to, to say that I have no real use for the monarchy in my day-to-day life, but at the same time, I certainly have a lot of respect for someone who is given their life now, albeit with many great comforts. You know, it's not like she was doing it in a uh, in a, a small one bedroom condo. Uh, you know, on the on the west side of town, <laughs> uh, it, 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 there there have been comforts. But I would also challenge anyone to go live in that same fishbowl and tell me that you're entirely happy uh, living that life. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that that I think, as someone who does not follow uh, or feel the need for the monarchy to be involved in my day-to-day life, I still remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when I first heard the news yesterday. And um, it it just felt like, as I was listening to a talk radio show, and the anchor said, 
oh, do I do I announce Queen Elizabeth is dead? Mm-hmm. And I like it was like a, a, someone had come behind me and just sort of pushed me hard in the back, wow. and it was like what? So yeah, it, it was a weird moment. And then of course talking to my mom last night and. She uh, rem- remembered and reminded me of, uh, of the story of uh, being at the National Archives um, when the Queen was visiting Canada in 1977. And it was October, four-year-old me uh, peeking around a p- big pillar, and the Queen was standing there and yelling out, Hi, Queen! And uh, yeah, so that uh, that had made the news at the time that this cute little kid was a high queen. And uh, (laughs) so that was kind of funny. And my mom's been telling that story for 45 years. So uh, so that one that one sort of yeah, that made that made me laugh. That made me laugh. Telling stories, if you don't mind. um, I don't know if audience members who are visually impaired would have picked up on this. But if you watched the BBC yesterday. It was a fascinating, and Michelle would have an inkling of how to actually do this. It's this telling a story without actually telling the story or giving the news without actually giving the news, uh, where in the lead up to the announcement of Queen Elizabeth passing away, uh, they were making a lot of statements about how the doctors were concerned. But one of the tells was that all the anchors on BBC, the men were all in black suits with black ties and white shirts and the women mm. were all in black. And I and I and I wouldn't have known that because that is such an, a significant tell. And I thought I'd mention it because if there were people in the audience, uh, these are the sort of ways in which people use visual cues to communicate the news, even if they are not allowed to actually read out the official announcement. So I, I, yeah. I, some, I thought that was very interesting as someone who's visually impaired. Absolutely. It certainly is. It, it, I, I have to say, I heard about that beforehand, and it, it makes you kind of wonder about how much intel they had, because mm. ahead of such a thing, that move can can go from dis- distasteful to right on point in the in the space of a single news alert, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I, I can't imagine they would have wanted to maintain that look if they didn't have a sense that things were moving more quickly than the rest of the public was aware of. I also think yeah. I, along those lines, the fact that um, the, 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 the palace was very forthcoming, very forthright about uh, the, the fact that the family uh, members, the, mm-hmm. the grandchildren, they've, they'd all been told been there already this is if if you know you you should be with her right now and i thought to myself putting that out there rather than just sort of closing ranks and not reporting anything not making any statements it, it sort of said to me you know who out there hasn't gotten that phone call at some point mm-hmm. right where yeah. you've got a relative yeah. who's dying and they call you and you and they say you know if you want to if you want to see him or her uh, or, or, or your friend, your, your grandmother, whatever, it'd be a good time, right? And, and no one ever wants to say, you know, they're going to die in the next six hours. It's always done very gently. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to come by, it'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just interesting to me that they shared that news that way yesterday and it just made that so much, I think, so much more relatable to so many people because we've almost all been down that road and gotten that phone call. It's a really good point. And it's worth noting that Buckingham Palace has, has 
in recent years anyway, we've been quite good about providing bulletins on the Queen's health. You know, during the mm-hmm. Jubilee, for instance, there would be notices saying that she won't be appearing at X or Y, but they would say, okay, she, you know, she, she's not doing this particular function because of, you know, back trouble or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And they would make it clear that it was more minor. And I hadn't really thought about it from the way you were just describing, Mike, but you're right. This in that it is a very relatable thing. We've all had to, you know, take sick days from work, beg off social engagements because of a headache, whatever. But that kind of phone call of, okay, the family's coming mm-hmm. in now from, from out of town, that does humanize things a little bit. And there are there haven't been that many opportunities because of the, some of the elements we talked about before to connect, to feel connected to many members of yeah. the monarchy, but the Queen in particular on a very human level like that. Absolutely. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.